Scarantino, and this is the Get the Fuck Off podcast. Every week, I'm going to be talking about a new topic to help you guys get the fuck off the shit that doesn't serve you anymore. But first, let me tell you a little bit about me. I used to work as a bartender, and I lived in the New York City bar scene. I smoked between a pack or two a day, and I was what you'd call quite overweight. I learned that the secret to adopting a healthy lifestyle is a series of mindset shifts. Unfortunately, they don't always come with an owner's manual, so I decided to start this podcast to give you guys the nuts and bolts without you having to do all the research on your own. Getting healthy does not mean you have to sacrifice your outstanding personality, and it actually can be quite a fun journey. I'm really excited to have you guys on that journey with me. Let's get off together. Welcome back, everybody, to the Get the Fuck Off podcast. Today's episode is for my favorite people. If you guys have been following me for some time now, you know that my favorite people are smokers. And when I say that, I mean it with sincerity because there is no group of people in the entire world that I relate to more than cigarette smokers. And there's no group of cooler people that I relate to more than cigarette smokers. I have met some of the most amazing, outstanding personalities standing outside of buildings with people. And I, I must have mentioned this once before, but somebody I knew once used to say that smokers are social with other smokers because we are the lepers of society. And I can't even tell you how true that is because people always look at cigarette smokers like, those people are disgusting. Those people are litter bugs. Those people smell bad. But underneath all of that is this really beautiful ruby of a personality that every cigarette smoker possesses and they just have this beautiful ability to be charismatic and exciting and I think that the the inherent characteristics of a cigarette smoker are just so great and what cigarette smokers really love about themselves is all of those things and that's why they weave cigarette smoking so tightly into their identities and a lot of reasons that they get started with that is because of the way that they feel it enhances their identity. I mean I remember back in the 90s when teen smoking became this this issue. Now, if you if you look at life today, it's 2021. Cigarette smoke teens do not smoke cigarettes anymore. In fact, I would go as far as to say as young adults don't smoke cigarettes anymore. And of course, you know, there are teens that smoke and there are young adults that smoke, but in the in the realm of sweeping generalizations, teens are not smoking. But in the 90s, this was a real problem. And so the way that that people would try to educate teenagers in terms of cigarette smoking and trying to get them to stop would be like, well, it's not cool. You know, you do it to look cool, but it's, it's not. But yet we all did it to look cool. We all believed it made us look cool. And then if you think about people that have since quit smoking, they will all tell you that they felt so cool doing it and it was the cool, and they just felt cool. I mean, even me, I'm three years quit and almost three, it'll be three years next month quit. And I still reflect on those times fondly, even though I know that I stunk and I just looked awful and I mean I know in theory now how it actually made me look but in practice I I always thought that it made me look cool and it enhanced and added to my identity and it didn't I have another podcast episode about this my very first episode was for smokers and it was called the smokers identity and if you have if you're listening to this one and I was I would recommend after this going and listening to that one about 
how much we just tie into our identities with cigarette smokers. But today I want to talk to you about, about the argument. And I've written a blog post about this. And this is about, you know, quitting smoking and the idea that people tell me that they can cut down on cigarette smoking. And I say, no, you can't do that. And people want to argue. And we have the argument. And we always have it. I'll say, you can't cut down. And they'll say, absolutely, we can cut down. And I'll say, no, you can't. And they'll say, yes, we can. And I'll be like, nope, definitely can't. And they'll be like, yes, I can. And that's not a thing. So the argument with cigarette smoking is that people people are afraid and they want these stepping stones because their fear has taken over. So they want to have this big grandiose plan for how they're going to get off the off of the cigarettes. And so there has to be this big constructed way that they're going to approach it. It's like somebody approaching some really stupid diet. Like have you ever met that person that's just approaching some really stupid diet and they're like, okay, well for these days I'm just going to eat this. I mean, it's like it reminds me of that quote do you guys remember the movie The Devil Wears Prada? Uh, the line in The Devil Wears Prada that that I forget what's her face was saying. I I, I, I say what's her face because I don't remember the name of the actress or the character because I'm terrible with names. But she said, I don't eat anything. And then when I feel like I'm about to faint, I eat a cube of cheese. If I misquoted that, it was in that vein. But it's kind of like those people that do things like that where they're kind of approaching weight loss and they're like, okay, well, here's what I'm going to do for the next three weeks. I'm only going to eat X or for the next four weeks, I'm only going to do blah. And like none of that shit ever works, but it's just a way to rationalize because nobody just wants to go through the easy way to do it, which is just eat healthy and don't eat processed shit. Like, but but it, it... like sometimes as human beings, we want to trick ourselves. And so we go through this this shit with ourselves where we try to trick ourselves to make things quote end quote easier. And what ends up happening is that we don't make anything fucking easy. We just make it harder for ourselves. And that's what we're doing with cigarette smoking. So when people are you know, looking to quit smoking, they just, they, they want to stop, but they want to make it this whole thing. Okay, well, I'm going to go down to four cigarettes a day, and then I'm going to go down to, to three after a couple of weeks, and eventually I'm just going to walk away from it. It's just going to be the easiest thing ever. No! If it was that easy, then everybody would have success in quitting that way, because that's what everybody tries, and everybody fucking fails at it every single time. Like, and I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to tell you why. All right. So first of all, I'm going to, I'm going to rehash a little bit from my buddy, Alan Carr. Alan Carr has since passed away, but has written the most influential book when it comes to quitting smoking. And if you don't own this book, you should. If you're on this podcast, listen, Andy Scarantino, I can give you pearls. I really can. I mean, I can give you, I've quit successfully. I have helped other people quit successfully, but I really believe that you need the words of Alan Carr I need you need those in in the back of your mind. You need to read Alan Carr's The Easy Way to Stop Smoking. It was recommended to me that I read that book in 2008 and I didn't read that book. I started and it made me feel like oh, I don't really want to smoke anymore and I put it down and I never picked it up again for 10 years. Like that was that was the next time that I picked up that book. 10 years later. Can you believe it? So Alan Carr's words are really, really powerful. And what he says in The Easy Way to Quit Smoking, page 38, uh, if you have the book, um, is that all smokers feel like something evil has got possession of them. 
And then he goes on to say, in the early days, it's a matter of, I'm going to stop, not today, but tomorrow. Eventually, we get to the state, we think either that we haven't got the willpower or that there's something inherent to the cigarette that we must have in order to enjoy life. So I really want to get into that, get into that concept with you. That was directly from Alan Carr's The Easy Way to Stop Smoking, by the way. Don't want to, you know, I want to make sure that I note that I quoted that verbatim. Um, but let's go into this concept of willpower. That willpower is a dirty word. I keep repeating that. So, like, what happens when you're trying to quit and, uh, you know, you're trying to get rid of cigarettes is that if you're doing this whole bartering system with yourself where you think that you can cut down or you're going to be able to have these stepping stones, that's not how it works. So, what you are is a drug addict. Now, that's hard for people to say because you're actually buying this legally, like in CVS. <laughs> well, actually, that's a drugstore. Uh, okay, let's let's scratch CVS. They might not even sell them anymore. You know, I actually went into a drugstore um, towards the end of my smoking back in 2017, 20, and the drugstore did not sell cigarettes. So maybe this is dated. See, maybe my information is dated. But let's say that you walked into then the gas station. I know that they sell cigarettes. I mean, they sell everything at the gas station. You walk into the gas station – and um, you buy something legally and you never think, oh, this is a drug. Like you wouldn't think it any, any more than you think when you buy your soda that it's a drug. But if you're drinking Coca-Cola, caffeine is a drug and nicotine is a drug. So yes, you are, you become addicted to that drug. But we have all these thoughts in our head about what it means to be a drug addict. So we don't want to have all of that stigma. So we don't think about it that way. But sweetheart, let me tell you something. It's a fucking drug. You are addicted to the drug. You are a drug addict. So what happens to a drug addict when you they put drugs into their body? You just you just you re up. Like that's that's what it is. Like let's let's say like that would be no different than saying if somebody was withdrawing from heroin, oh, I'm just gonna, you know, I'm just gonna use heroin once in a while until I just slowly don't use it anymore. That's that's not how it works. You reintroduce the drug to your system, you become re-addicted to that drug. So this is what's happening with nicotine. It's just that because it's a drug that you can buy in the gas station, you you don't think of it that way. You just think of, oh, this is just something that I buy. But every time you reintroduce that nicotine to your system, you become re-addicted to that drug. So the cutting down method is not a thing that that is going to, it's going to be beneficial to you. And also remember that when you are in this cutting down method and you're going about this, okay, you know, the willpower method, this is another thing that Alan Carr talks about. When you're cutting down and you're waiting for the next cigarette and you're holding out for that next cigarette, every cigarette becomes coveted and something that you look forward to. So right now I can guarantee you that you don't want to continue to smoke because if you wanted to continue to smoke, you wouldn't even be fucking listening to this podcast. You would have never even clicked the link because it doesn't, it doesn't, it wouldn't be something that you were even thinking about. But every smoker wants to stop. And there isn't a single smoker that doesn't think about how much they don't want to be smoking at least once every day because of a whole bunch of factors. And yeah, I'll tell you, this is something that I got tired of um, when I was trying to quit. I'll probably say this in future episodes, but I got really tired of people pointing out cancer and the money to me because... Like, are we all terrified of, of dying of cancer? Like, of course we are. 
Like, of course we are. Of course we're terrified. But because we're drug addicts, we push that to the back of our mind. So it doesn't help to tell people that they're going to die of cancer because they're already so used to ignoring that. Like in, in Western Europe, I mean, I don't I don't know about other parts of the world right now, but I know that in Western Europe and in some parts of – actually, even when, I think I even saw these when I was – when I was in the Middle East, I'm almost positive that I saw them there. Cigarette packs with, you know, with diseased lungs on them and things like that. It doesn't fucking matter. It doesn't, it doesn't dissuade people. People are so used to turning, tuning that out. Like they just adamantly reject that. So talking about those things was just hurtful to me as a, when I was still smoking. I was just so sick of people bringing that up to me. Oh, you're going to die. Oh, no shit. Like, fuck you, you know? And I just got so sick of people telling me that. Like, like, oh, you know, you're going to get cancer. Great, go fuck yourself. Like, I hated it. It was so awful. Oh, you're wasting all your money. You could have bought a house by now. Go fuck yourself. Like, I didn't, at the time, I didn't want to hear that. And even now, I don't want to hear that. Like, I don't want to hear that. And I would never say that to you. But what I will say to you is that I know that you hate smoking. I know that you hate it because we all hated it. And as much as we love it, we hate it in the exact same amount of ways that we we loved it. And when we talk about the fact that we loved it, what we really love what we really love is the feeling of those slight withdrawals being relieved, but we don't really think of it that way because the withdrawals are so so slight that we actually don't even feel them. It's kind of like the withdrawals from like if you if you are somebody that just drinks a glass of wine every night. I keep bringing this up and I know that people don't really like to hear it, but if you drink a glass of wine every night, you're going to go through slight withdrawals from alcohol the following day, but you're not going to notice it as withdrawals because it's not going to present itself that way. What you're going to think is oh, I had a really hard day. I could really use to unwind with a glass of wine. And you'll think that that's because alcohol is causing a calming effect for you. But in reality, it's because you're going through a small withdrawal from alcohol. So having more alcohol relieves that withdrawal. And I'll tell you that that's 100% true because I don't drink anymore. And by the end of the day, I never think to myself, wow, I would really like to unwind with a drink. Because I know that I'm not facing something that a drink will solve. If anything, a drink will just make me feel like like garbage and you know with cigarettes it's kind of the same thing and actually Alan Carr talks about this in his book quite a bit as well where is when you quit smoking and you're no longer addicted to nicotine you probably if you smoke again you're probably not going to feel that beautiful calming sensation that you're used to just that that feeling that sweeps through your body because you're no longer addicted so you're just going to feel the things that you felt the first time that you smoked which is wow this tastes like shit (laughs) you know (laughs) like as it did I did it for a guy, guys. I did it for a guy. I mean, it was just, it's always a guy, right? He smoked, he was older, and I thought, oh, you know, there, there used to be this path down the side by, our, by the, my high school. I was actually in, in junior high school, and in the morning, all of the, what I would, you know, I thought to be cool kids would go down to the path and smoke cigarettes, and I wanted to be around this guy, and... um yeah, I started smoking that way. What was weird was that we were both trumpet players in the band, so I can't even fucking, like, like of all things. Like, and I was an excellent trumpet player, and I thought to myself, oh, you know what's great? Let me go start smoking cigarettes because, you know, I don't need these lungs or anything. <laughs> now I run marathons. I must, I, you know, it, that just goes to show you it's a testament to how resilient our lungs can be. But I'm going to go back to this, this you don't like to smoke. You really don't. Um, you started for whatever reason, you don't like to smoke. And then what happens, like Alan Carr talks about, is that every time that you smoke just on the regular, you're thinking to yourself, 
I hate this. Like, I want to stop this. I don't like this. This is shit. But when you are doing the cutting down method, you're just waiting to relieve the, those withdrawals and thus every cigarette becomes coveted. Every cigarette becomes something that you enjoy. You enjoy every single one because your body is going through that and you never get to fully withdraw from the drug because you're always reintroducing it into your system. So you're going to smoke again and it's kind of like it's kind of like any other drug. Like think of it as think of nicotine as like the hardest drug that you can imagine because it's the same science, guys. It's the same fucking thing. And you're just reintroducing it. And every time you reintroduce it, so when you quote cut down to 3 cigarettes a day, you're still reintroducing the drug to your system. You're not weaning yourself off of it. Every time you smoke, you're back to where you started. Every time you put the cigarette to your lips, you are back where you started. So not only are you going through the withdrawals, but then you're going through this thing where you feel like the cigarette is just so beautiful. Like it's the best thing. Like you're looking forward to it all day. And before you started going on the cutting down method, the cigarette was like your least par- favorite part of the day. Like you were just so upset, you know, that you that you were doing this. But yet you're so afraid. You're so afraid to just walk away from it that you need this stepping stone or this bartering system. I mean, it's kind of like the five, you know, the stage of, bargaining and the five stages of grief where you just can't get around the fact that you have to fuck say fuck it like I gotta I gotta stop and you don't want to you're scared life is so much better on the other side of it guys like you actually can start enjoying your life and not everything is going to be ruled by a cigarette like not everything you're not going to have to stop doing everything that you love I mean I I love long distance train travel but when you travel on Amtrak in the United States I mean Amtrak is Amtrak is kind of a mess um and the reason that they're kind of a mess is because they don't really own the a lot of the railroads that they use those are owned by the freight companies so sometimes Amtrak kind of gets at the mercy of the freight companies I mentioned in my last episode that I'm a big train nerd really love train travel but I used to really love long distance train travel and you know, as a cigarette smoker, that was just always hell because they only have so many places that they stop and um, that you can have a minute to take a, a break and otherwise you can't smoke on a long distance train. And, you know, it was really hard to enjoy the travel for me for a really long time. Like I I couldn't enjoy it. The same thing with the airport. Like I loved the airport bar. I mean, even now that I'm, I'm not drinking alcohol anymore, I will I will frequent the airport bars because I love to talk to strangers about where they were going, what they're doing, and all of these things. And, you know, when I was a smoker, I mean, it was like, fuck, I'm standing outside till the last minute that I know that I can possibly wait until to go through TSA so that I didn't have to, you know, go through all of it. And then when I'm, you know, approaching the the next city, I'm not even thinking about the new adventure that I'm about to partake in. I'm not even seeing, you know, the city as, a, as the plane lands. All I'm thinking about is, okay, when am I going to get off this fucking bird so that I can light up? Like, when, when am I going to get out to, like, the post-TSA part of the airport? Like, I didn't want to check a bag because I don't want to wait for it. All right, I just don't like checking bags because I don't like checking bags. I mean, but... <laughs> All right, but I'm, I'm linking it all together. <laughs> no, seriously. Seriously, cigarette smoking just ruled my life in so many ways. I mean, in so many ways that it didn't have to. And all of these times that I could have just been enjoying myself and relaxing. And, you know, there's so much more that I have to say on this. And I'm going to say it in future episodes. Things like things like food and coffee and sex and just all kinds of stuff that I, I don't even have that are not even in the vein of today's topic. But 
today I really I want to tell you that like the cutting down method doesn't work but the and at all it just doesn't work it's not something the stepping stones that you are looking for are not an answer to your problem and you are just scared to death because you don't want to feel the withdrawals from nicotine but the withdrawals from nicotine are minor and they're going to go away with probably within one to ten days and then after that as I've mentioned before you're going to have to tackle the psychological aspect of it which is which is going to be significantly harder and it's not going to be easy but it won't be as long as you think like you could be fighting with cigarettes for so long like you could actually be fighting with your smoking habit for fucking years with this cutting down method and trying to barter with yourself and bargain and trying to say, okay, well, I'll let myself have one here. I'll let myself have one here. No, you can't have one at all. You got to be done. Because I, I spent 18 years doing bartering games like that with intermittent breaks of just smoking my face off. I mean, I remember, and also like, remember, I live in New York City. So New York City cigarettes are, you know, you could, you could buy a car. like in the time that but again smokers don't want to hear that um but New York City they're just so fucking expensive so what I would do is my parents live in Pennsylvania and I would buy I would buy cigarettes before I left Pennsylvania to bring them back to New York um so I didn't really have to I didn't have to pay the prices so that it would be just a little bit less and I remember one time going into a gas station on my way to uh the bus back to New York and the guy said are you having a smoke fest here (laughs) I was like okay like uh and I was so fucking embarrassed but yeah so I would go through these periods where like I would just smoke my face off and then I would go through this like dragging it along of trying to barter okay I'm only gonna have one or okay I'm only gonna smoke 10 today I'm gonna be solid at a half a pack a day and then eventually I'm just gonna get down to five and it's all crap like it's just it's all crap all of it you really just have to stop and then when you do, I'm going to tell you what, three months, give, give yourself three months. And I mean, and, and I'm saying, I'm saying three months as a stretch. So don't, don't hang up on me now. And I'm saying hang up, like, don't stop here. Here's, hear me out. Most of the hell is over within the first couple of weeks, for real. Like most of the hell, like the actual hell hell is over within the first couple of weeks. So if you can get through those first 21 days, baby, you are, you are home free. Like you're, but there's going to be some little bits. And I talked about this in, um, pretty heavily in the, in the episode of, um, if you're quitting smoking, avoiding the bar is a big mistake. Um, you can check that out as well. I can actually put a link to, to both of these in the, in the description of this episode, but, um, what I, what I know for sure is that after the first couple of weeks, after, you, you know, you got about, you got a couple of habits. So remember that like there are going to be things that you associate smoking with and you're going to associate it with different things that you do throughout your day. So the things that you do the most while you're smoking are going to be the things where you feel a pull to smoke even more. So if you always smoke in, on your drive to work, that might be one of the last times that, that might be one of the last lingering cravings things that you have. Um, For me, it was standing in front of my work. Like I stopped wanting to smoke after food. I stopped wanting to smoke on the phone. I stopped wanting to smoke on my days off. I stopped wanting to smoke, you know, on breaks at work. But for me, standing outside of before my before I went to work was like the thing that I did for over 10 years so that was the thing that I craved a cigarette during for the longest period of time like before work every day I'd be like oh I really want a cigarette right now and until I put myself in that environment enough times without smoking 
I, you know, I continued to crave. But every other time of my day was perfectly easy and and able, and I was able to get through it. So when I say the hell, I don't mean you're going to feel like you are in hell every minute of every day for three months. I mean, like, for the first couple of weeks, you know, everything is going to feel really strange. And then after those first couple of weeks, you're going to get, you're going to get to a point where only a couple of things kind of feel like shit. And then, you know, finally, after about three months, you're going to be like, holy shit, like, I'm free. Like, my life. Oh, my God. I've wanted my life back for you know two decades but I've just been too fucking stubborn with trying to cut down which doesn't fucking work I'm like screaming it in my microphone I'm screaming it doesn't fucking work it doesn't fucking work it doesn't fucking work you're scared of the cutting down and you want to cut down because you're scared of whatever you're going to go through just don't like just don't (laughs) just 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 walk away from it like walk away from it and everything in your life is going to be great if you can just take that minute to just say okay I'm fucking done this is it I'm not going to argue anymore I'm not going to try to barter or bargain or make deals with myself anymore that is just prolonging this horrible money sucking death driving addiction (laughs) that I don't want that I don't like and yeah, I know that there are some parts of your identity that you are really that you really tie into cigarette smoking, and I get it because I because if you are a smoker, you are my kind of person. Like we're we're the same people. Like we are we are charismatic, we're charming, we are strong, we're resilient. I mean, we are all these great things. Like people who are cigarette smokers have some of the best qualities of human that I have ever got to know in my life. And if you are one of those people, we are the same kind of person, like a thousand percent. Um, so there's a lot of those things that you you tie cigarette smoking to, but I'm gonna tell you the cigarettes have nothing to do with that. That is your personality standalone. It has nothing to do with cigarette smoking. You just think it does. So I think it's time, guys. I think it's it's time that we all just, it's time to walk away. It's time to say, okay, I am willing to be uncomfortable for a couple of days and then I'm willing to be uncomfortable for a couple of weeks and then I'm willing to allow myself to have moments of small discomfort for a little bit longer than that. And if you guys need any help with that, I mean, I am always available. I have, I smoked willingly, openly, and I, I, adopted that as part of my identity for almost two decades and now I am very free of cigarettes I am glad to share the secrets with anybody who wants to listen um if you want to get at me my email address is andy at getthefuckoff.com you can see me at getthefuckoff.com is my website there's more content like this so if you guys enjoyed this if you want to hear more you can totally get to my website please get on my email list because I send shit about this out routinely to people there's a checkbox if quitting smoking is something that you're interested in um, you can check a box on my website to get content specifically about that Um, that's something that I'm going to be rolling out within the next couple of months of 2021 but I do send content weekly out to my email subscribers because I want to help you guys I want to help you guys get off I want to help you guys be free I want to help you guys achieve all of the things that you want to achieve so definitely reach out and you also can dm me on social underscore get the fuck off on instagram and twitter and I say twitter with like okay like sometimes twitter because I I'm I'm not a twitter person I've tried I'm getting better but yeah dm me on social as well instagram is a great place and you can see all my other stuff there But that's it for today's episode, guys. I'm really glad that you guys came back and joined me. And I hope to see you back here next time on the Get the Fuck Off podcast. Take care. Be safe. You're a badass. You're wonderful. You can do it. I believe in you. And we'll see you next time, guys.
Thank you.